This is People and Property, the relocation podcast. I'm Tony. And I'm Christine. Join us as we tell all about the wonderful business that is international relocation. This is episode nine of People and Property, the relocation podcast. Welcome to you, dear listener. Um, I'm on my own today without my partner uh, and wife, Christine, uh, because I wanted to give you a quick update on the status of uh, the podcast and also the status of the relocation industry as I see it at this particularly strange period in in history. So, uh, quick recap. A couple of months ago, uh, my wife, Christine, and I started this podcast um, in sort of in conjunction with... um, moving, escaping from London, where we started our relocation business, Saunders 1865, uh, back in the 1980s. Uh, We felt that it would be a nice and interesting project to uh, share with other people uh, our experience of starting a relocation company from scratch. Um, The opportunity to do so uh, fell in our lap and uh, we were very, very fortunate. Uh, we were we had the right idea um, at a perfect time, really, because we uncovered a uh, burning need uh, for what we had to offer, particularly to at that time Canadian um, aerospace organisations. That's the space that we started this relocation business in. As I say, back in the late 1980s after a dire uh, property crash. Uh, We were working in the estate agency business and uh, everything had come to a halt. So we badly needed to find something different, but we wanted to uh, use our skills, which which in my case, um, such as they were, uh, came from a long property background. And in Christine's case, well, her skills really are, are people skills. Uh, she used to work as a, a nanny and she thought that the providing relocation support uh, to families uh, was sort of akin to that. Instead of looking after uh, young kids, as she puts it, she was now looking after older kids, adults. Um, and she really is, uh, and I'm sure that's come across to you if you've been listening to our previous uh, eight episodes, um, that comes across uh, loud and clear, I hope, in the podcast. Um, so we were very fortunate, as I say, the business really took off like a rocket. It was, um, it was very quickly uh, highly profitable, which was fortunate because we had, a, we had inherited a very big debt um, from the uh, estate agency, from the estate agency business that we, that we were involved in, and that needed to be paid off. So we started from, um, instead of starting from without anything, we started with having minus about £150,000 worth of overdraft that we had to, <laughs> we had to, to take care of. Um, but we, it really, really, really worked out extremely well, not only in financial terms, um, but we just loved it. We, we loved the work. And if you listen, that's what we've been talking about from, from the start of this podcast, is our journey uh, from that point in the late 1980s. Um, And we intend to uh, bring that right up to date uh, as we continue this podcast. But we did have a departure 
in uh, episode eight, which we which hasn't finished, and that departure is that we we th we thought it would be uh, great to tell you about uh, our experience of of escaping from London and moving to the country. We now live in a a beautiful rural village uh, in northwest in the northwest Cotswolds, uh, actually in in the West Midlands region, uh, called Elmley Castle. It's about midway between uh, Worcester and uh, Stratford-upon-Avon. Uh, we started our search uh, for, for a home, um, uh, an out-of-London home. Uh, when did we start that? We started that, actually, we started that while we were still in lockdown. That's right. So we wanted to tell the story of that, and uh, we started doing that in episode eight. Um, and we will be getting back to that. This is episode nine now that, I, <laughs> that I'm doing on my own. And in episode 10, we will be getting back to that story. And, um, you know, it's lovely to have got the feedback that a lot of you found um, the story of our escape to the countryside uh, an interesting one. Uh, we got to the point where we had found a, a house in a rural um, village outside of Stratford-upon-Avon, which is the search area that we were originally, uh, we were originally looking at. Um, and this house uh, being on a canal, I, I also mentioned in, in uh, episode eight that we, passion that I'd had from long, long ago, bringing up uh, four daughters, um, uh, very much involved in boating, we, we had, uh, we wanted to buy, I wanted to buy a narrowboat. Um, because I realized that obviously our, our international travel days uh, were going to be severely affected uh, by COVID and likely for a long time. So having a pursuit that we could, uh, uh, we could do in, the, in the, the UK by exploring the, well, I've always found the canal system in, the, in England and Wales uh, really really um, interesting fascinating in fact the whole history of it and so uh, having uh, our own narrowboat which we could also uh, share with our children and grandchildren uh, would be a wonderful thing to do so we <coughs> we uh, we embarked on the two things one to buy a, to move out to the country buy a country house um, and uh, also to buy a narrowboat uh, and um, we got to when we found this house uh, that was in a village outside Stratford upon Avon, uh, it was on a. It had its own 120 foot mooring at the end of a of the garden, which I thought would be a, a you know just a great thing to go <laughs> for the narrowboat, so we could actually have it at the at the end of our our land, uh, step onto it and and go on holiday. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I'm going to tell we, we, Christine and I, when, when we get back next episode, we'll continue that story and what happened with that house. And uh, we obviously didn't end up in that house. Um, so I've blown, blown the story, blown the punchline a bit because uh, I've told you that we now live in Elmley Castle, which is uh, certainly not on the canal, on a canal. Uh, so getting back to... Um, the relocation industry, uh, as I say, we we will we the, um, the the business really took off like a rocket. Was very profitable, and in fact, it because we we made we decided that we were going to focus on international uh, relocation. Um, we uh, 
the business, running that business meant that we got to do a lot of international travel, uh, which was great to be able to do that together as well as running a business together. Um, and it focused, first of all, as I've mentioned, on Canada, but then we broadened that out to the United States. And uh, in fact, we decided that we were going to live, uh, not well, we decided that we were going to buy a property in the US. So uh, that's something that we did. And uh, that will be another uh, part of our podcast that we'll be uh, sharing with you because uh, that was interesting. We bought, actually bought two properties in the US, um, two homes, and um, uh, the, you know, the, as you will have heard from our earlier episodes, I was very influenced by the American real estate system in, while I was actually working in a state agency, and I brought that um, influence into the relocation industry. And so it was, it was fascinating to actually uh, experience the differences in in buying a property in the United States compared with buying a property here in the UK. Uh, so we will be also telling you about that experience um, as part of our, our podcast. So we've got a lot to tell you about, and we're really looking forward to uh, doing so. And uh, we're very heartened by the feedback that we've had from uh, on both sides of the Atlantic. Uh, to our story, so thank you for 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 your for giving us uh, that encouragement, which is which is really uh, much appreciated. So yes, we're going to tell you the whole story of um, of our, our our move out uh, from London. We we uh, used to have a home there, and a uh, and our company was based there in Kensington, as was our home. Um, but. For the purposes of uh, this uh, update, I, I just want to I just want to talk for a few minutes to you about what's actually going on in the relocation industry. Uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback. Um, I just wanted to give you an update uh, generally on that. So, first of all, let's just go over what the relocation industry is about. Uh, I mean, it covers a broad spectrum of things. Uh, many people think of Re, the relocation business as uh, akin to what uh, Phil Spencer and Kirsty Allsop do in location, location, and location, um, which I believe was originally called relocation, relocation, relocation. Um, and that's doing property searches, acting as a, a buyer's agent. And there are plenty of uh, people who do that in the UK, especially in London, but not actually all, in fact, all over the, the UK. Um, that's not what we do. Um, I mean, it, it's part of what we have done. Uh, w when we started out, uh, I think Christine and I have already covered some of that. We, we worked for some high net worth individuals uh, who wanted to find properties, and uh, we just much preferred working on that side of the equation, um, acting for the buyer. Uh, for all kinds of reasons, uh, which I won't go into now, but uh, we've we've done quite a few of quite a few personal searches, um, but that's not where we ended up. Uh, and uh, we decided, from our experience of of working with those um, uh, aerospace uh, companies uh, in Canada, first of all, 
that corporate relocation was what we really excelled at. And that's what we've specialized in. Um, and uh, so we work for, uh, I mean, we, there are high-tech companies, a lot of high-tech companies, uh, but I, I think probably our main income, uh, uh, our main revenue stream comes from supporting global banks uh, in moving, and financial services firms um, in moving their executives internationally. Uh, so that's, um, that's really our bread and butter. Uh, so what's going on with that? Uh, well, our business has, um, well, relocations, those kind of organizations uh, have really put a, fr they've frozen their international travel. So nothing really can happen. Uh, the relocation projects, therefore, have had to be largely placed on hold. We're doing a lot of Brexit moves. Of course, Brexit's uh, uh, the deadline date for the deal to be done uh, is a couple of weeks away, isn't it now? So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But the, but COVID has meant that um, international most uh, employers have just frozen their international uh, relocations but the people who are in limbo and there are quite a few people who are in limbo uh, midway through their relocation uh, but they can't they're not allowed to travel um, but they still have to be supported they've still got lots and lots of questions going on about their relocations and bits of their relocations that are that are done sort of on a desktop basis, administrative support, management support, that sort of thing. That all that stuff has to still go on, uh, and also there's this there's this element of of mental health. Um, a lot of these people are, are, are getting quite, you know, they can get quite down. Uh, they're, they're being required to work from home, and it's a mixed bag. Some people love work really taken to working from home um and vow never to go back into an office but others absolutely hate it and and just you know find it very depressing they want to get back to being with their colleagues and and so on and it's and and i, I think the bulk of people are somewhere between the two from what i can gather from the feedback that we've received i don't know what you think i'd love to hear what you guys think um but you know I think that there, there doesn't seem to be much doubt uh, that when all this COVID business is over, that we're going to be looking at a very different picture. Um, I wouldn't want to be a I wouldn't want to be a commercial landlord, would you? Uh, you know, <laughs> office space, uh, retail space. I mean, it must it's, it must be very worrying for those people um, because I there's certainly going to be a lot more home working. Um, uh, evidently there is a demand for, there still, there still will be a demand for people going to a, a place of work and brain, you know, being able to bounce ideas off each other and have meetings and uh, in face-to-face uh, -face meetings. But I think it may look very different and uh, obviously employers, uh, want to save money coming out of this. It's been very tough for a lot of businesses. Uh, and 
a very easy way of saving money is to cut down on obviously on commercial uh, office space. Um, so, I one of the bits of feedback uh, that I got from somebody in the relocation business uh, was based on you know a client in a, a very very major well known name in the uh, in uh, the high tech uh, world essentially have said to their people uh you can work from wherever you want to work from but we're not going to pay to to move you there and uh he he was feeling you know sort of rather gloomy about the outlook um we're seeing something quite different i mean, we as you will have known from our story uh, um our original our very first contract was a company that had won a big defense um, contract from the government and they just needed they just needed to get people uh, from the UK to Canada to work on this project they were they were very high value aerospace engineers and they needed to give them um, a good relocation support program um and so that's what we delivered uh, and it worked out brilliantly and therefore we we went on doing that for a lot of other people now i'm seeing something um emerging that isn't a million miles away from that uh now because there are although there are a lot of companies old older more traditional uh, financial companies uh that um have sort of frozen everything and uh you know waiting for the outcome of brexit waiting for covid to be over but there are other businesses uh you know what's and this is exciting to, to be able to say this there are other businesses smaller agile businesses but businesses that are very uh profitable uh that are hiring and they're in a war for the best young talent a global war for the best young talent and these people are the sort of people these people that they're hiring are the sort of people who can easily uh, get a job a highly paid job um, and so part of winning this battle for talent is giving these people if you like the red carpet treatment so that they really feel highly valued and strongly supported by their new employer and an inexpensive in the scheme of things an inexpensive way of doing that is to provide them with great relocation support uh, because these people are being recruited from other countries um and they are being moved usually to the to the uk but it, this can be from anywhere to anywhere but uh the demand that we're that we're seeing is involves being moved from overseas to the uk and giving as i say you know, it's tempting for employers to to say oh you're you're kind of lucky to get a job sort of thing but that that doesn't apply in this case 
I meant to say you're lucky to get a job. So just just get yourself here and and uh, and we'll pay you your salary, but we we're not going to give you any relocation expenses. Uh, but you can't do these companies, these um, supremely agile, profitable companies that need to get things, you know, need to acquire people, top talent. They they can't do that because they've they've got to give these people an outstanding experience, and that can be done through providing fantastic relocation support, which is highly personalised, highly tailored to the needs of the people being moved, and it doesn't have to cost the earth in the scheme of things. These people are being paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a year, so you know. The relocation costs are going to be uh, are going to pale into into insignificance, really, um, because also it's not as though like the olden days that you're having to you know provide very expensive home sale assistance programs, uh, which can you know run into a lot of money. But giving them the soft support, uh, you know, like a good welcome, a good you know, good area orientation so they can choose where it is that they want to live, um, followed by uh, great home finding, you know, rental search uh, support so they can find uh, a, the right rental home um, you know, within a reasonable commuting distance um, of, of their uh, office and providing them with uh, great Settling in assistance uh, to get everything um, hooked up, broadband and everything that they're going to need uh, in terms of um, living in a in, in a new culture, living in a new country, um, tax advice, uh, you know, all all the resources that they all the resources that they need, school places for the for their children if they're a family, um, all that sort of thing. Uh, that can that can make a huge difference because you want the you know from the moment that the candidate uh, decides to take the job, only one of two things really can happen. That decision will be either reinforced by what happens next in the process, or it can be undermined. Those are really the only two ways it can go. Uh, so making sure that they are they are given, as I say, an excellent experience uh, with their relocation. Uh, makes them, and I've had this said to me by employees. Uh, you know, we feel. I the employee might say something like, "I, I feel really, really, um, really valued uh, by X Y Z uh, corporation." Uh, in, in that they're giving us um, such high quality relocation uh, support. Um, so that's what uh, we're noticing is is um, is happening, and that's exciting. And so I don't think that one has to feel uh, unduly concerned. Although obviously it is a it is a worrying situation that we're in with all the money that is being spent on COVID and what's being done to businesses. You know, 
but it's it's a it's a funny anomaly um, that the property market has has been really busy in the UK, um, and it, that seem, I feel sure that that uh, phenomenon is going to be a short lived one. I think that the estate agency world, um, which is reporting you know very busy activity at the moment, I, I'm sure that picture is going to change um, because I think a lot of people like Christine like we were we you know are moving because of the COVID situation that would change you know we changed our lives we used to love living in London loved it you know the theater restaurants being able to walk walk everywhere exciting place to live we used to love it um, but we recognized very quickly when when uh, the first lockdown in March happened we recognized that the, our lives really needed to change. I mean, it was, it was just in our 60s, it just wasn't, we just felt very at risk uh, in a very busy uh, city with young people seemingly uh, unconcerned about, you know, I used to regularly, when we would go out for our daily exercise during lockdown, I would regularly get into... Uh, heated exchanges with, with, with young people who just simply didn't want to have, didn't want to be bothered with distancing. They just walk straight up to you, run straight by you. Um, and um, we realized that, uh, that this was going to be, a, this COVID situation was going to be around for a long period of time and that we needed to change our lives. And we could, we started looking for an, for a new property and a new place to live right uh, soon after lockdown started. And I think we, we were ahead of the game. I think other people probably left their searches until later. Although we, we did encounter estate agents saying that they were busy, but I think that really it was actually very difficult to arrange viewings um, because and I think that was largely because estate agents had furloughed their, understandably had furloughed uh, their staff. Uh, but there, I don't think that there, there were that many people like us who were viewing. But that gradually changed uh, as we got towards the business end of the, uh, of the home search uh, that we were obviously conducting for ourselves. Um, uh, it was clearly getting very, very busy um, with buyers, people wanting to buy um, homes outside of cities uh, and particularly outside of London. So I think that once that shift has uh, played out, uh, I, I, I rather think that the uh, ramifications of uh, the damage that's been done to our economy are going to kick in and uh, that has to be reflected in the in the property market so i wouldn't be at all surprised i think there have been predictions of an eight percent drop in property values that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me um and i think estate agents uh, who appear to be having something of a purple patch at the moment i think i think they're in for tough times uh, not not only for that reason of um the obviously obvious depressing effect you know when stamp when the stamp duty holiday comes to an end 
and this has played itself out. This this uh, relocation of people from London, for instance, has played itself out. I think that's obviously going to have an effect, but there are other factors as well. I mean, the the way that people search for properties has changed now, hasn't it? Beyond all recognition, um, you know, it's all about the property portals, and. I can't help feeling that, that that it's only a matter of time um, before the portals start to market what they market what they do direct to um, to vendors to sellers of property, and and uh, I think something of that nature is occurring, isn't it, in the United States with that search, their big search engine Zillow, I think, is is actually got into effectively got into a state agency itself, um, and there's a lot of hostility in the estate agency world towards the portals. It's understandable. Some of them refer to it as like a tithe that they have to pay to right move. Uh, and the likes of right move, um, right move seems right move is the most successful property port, port portal in the UK. And, and, uh, it has borne the brunt of the wrath of the estate agency industry. And, you know, I understand it, you, they have put their, they, put their prices up, but they've been able to put their prices up because what the resource that they provide is spectacular. And I, and I can say that with much more authority now, um, having just um, bought a property for the first time during the era of the portals, because we knew about it, knew about port, portals because we have to use them in the searches that we conduct for our clients. But there's something quite different when you're, it's, when you're doing it close up and personal and just seeing what a great, you know, resource that is. Um, your first interaction uh, with the property is, is, through, is through a portal. Um, and it's possible to, you know, in, in a morning or in a couple of hours, you know, over a cup of coffee, you can cover a lot of ground when you're looking for a property. And, well, you know all this. I'm not telling you anything new. Uh, but I, I, I feel that, as I say, it's only a matter of time before the portals um, get into the uh, estate agency business. Um, it's interesting to me that the the Bruce brothers, um, is that right? They, the, no, it's Bruce and Kenny, isn't it? The brothers uh, behind Purple Bricks. It's interesting to me that, uh, that they are now uh, launching their own sort of portal offering um, called Boomin, I believe it's called, uh, after the sort of purple brick, bricks sort of debacle, which I think is, you know, I think is destined to fall flat on its face because, well, I, I just don't see, I've never seen how that purple bricks type of operation can compete with the fantastic um, estate agency service that's available. Um, some of them are not so fantastic, I hasten to add. Um, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of really good estate agents and we're, you know, we're fortunate that we deal with so many of those in our business and, and in, the, in our own search. We, we found some really good um, estate agents. 
and we found some poor ones and we'll be talking a bit about that without naming names because i don't want to you know i don't want to malign anybody when they're not able to defend themselves but uh I, but i don't want to name them let's put it that way so um we will be talking about that because i i think you i hope you'll find that um i hope you'll find that interesting um so i've been rambling haven't i uh, and i and i can't really quite remember where i was going to but i yes i think that the i think that there's going to be a I think there's going to be a big change in the estate agency world. And, you know, since we've been doing this podcast, that has become evident because I think, as I've mentioned in, in previous times when I've come on the microphone here, uh, we, we've had a lot of interest from people who, who want to know how they can get into the relocation um, industry. And we, we've promised that we are, we're working on putting some kind of support program in place um, that can help with that. Uh, but we're, somewhere away from that at the moment we're just uh, 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 very happy to be to be uh, doing the podcast and sharing um, our experiences with with folk and if you have any questions uh, that you'd like us to answer about the relocation industry we'd be more than happy to um, um, to tell you what we think and and to help in any way we can because we're very passionate about the business we love it it's been great for us um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just been great for our lives in so many ways, not just financial, but in so many ways. Um, you know, it's the sort of business that you can operate from home, uh, comfortably. Uh, we've had traditionally, um, offered, you know, we're very fortunate to have nice offices in Kensington. Uh, but it's not a problem working virtually. It hasn't been a problem at all, uh, during COVID. Um, and uh, uh, many of the people that we work for, even people who, uh, who, who work for very big corporations um, in the United States, largely work from home um, and, uh, because they're in, the, they're in either in HR or they're in uh, global, global mobility, uh, and it's a, it's a great business. Uh, a lot of uh, women in the business, fantastic women, um, you know, who are able to, uh, to, to, to manage their bring, raising their children and so on, as well as, you know, having a great business. And, and that, that sort of thing is, is certainly um, achievable in our wonderful relocation industry. So anyway, I've waffled, 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 waffled on for far too long. Um, and I, but I just wanted to sort of share my thoughts on what's happening in the in, in our world, in our industry. Um, I, I personally think it's, it's, it's got a, a great future. I certainly see um, lots of good things happening in our own sphere, in our own business, and we will be sharing all that sort of stuff with you in the episodes um, that are coming up. So please do uh, continue giving us your feedback, continue listening, uh, and uh, get involved um, via our Facebook page. Uh, for the um, for the people and property, the relocation podcast. Uh, yeah, we we love to hear from you, um, and it's really really great. Uh, we hear from new listeners. We hear from our clients, um, which is always lovely. So please keep it coming. So that's all from me. I'm going to shut up now and go and have my dinner. Bye.
Thank you very much indeed, everybody. Bye for now.